Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And we have not just one movie to literally review. I've been re-watching Parks and Rec. <laughs> literally. Literally. But we have two. Two movies that we actually saw. Well, I mean, there, as much as we hit one every week, like, and I know this is a stupid problem, like, it's actually hard to watch every movie. And by hard, I don't mean like, you know, building a house from your, you know, your, with your bare hands is difficult. I mean, like, it's a, it's a scheduling trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. But there's stupid like, a, I think you had mentioned, what was it, yesterday? Yes, yes, I saw yesterday. Like, I wanted to see that. Didn't get to see it. Like, uh, uh, Stuber also came out this weekend. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Like, uh, Child's Play came out a couple weeks ago. I couldn't see that. But instead, you let your wife choose a movie. I did. This yeah. was her This was her pick. I can always tell. <laughs> well, I, I mean, she... Choose a movie no one really wants to see except Kristen. <gasps> There's... <laughs> <laughs> there are fans of horror films. I am there not. Are. I am not one of them. But I also understand that, you know, if I decided to act like I did when I was, say, six and just demand that I get to watch <laughs> whatever I want, um, that does not lead to a happy situation at home. Sure. <laughs> for two hours, I'm getting what I want. But after that at two what hours, cost, man? that's what I'm saying. I, it just it's not worth it. Sometimes. Uh, like you, you can't watch Avengers Endgame every time you go to the movies, which is just wrong. It, I mean, it'd you be should fun. be able to. I would like. So to. you went to see a movie I've never heard of. Begin. It's Crawl. Crawl. It is uh, a, essentially a a horror film about alligators. Okay. Now they're not like supernatural alligators. They're not like possessed by the spirits of you know like an ancient group of people from the 1800s that enjoyed, you know, slaughtering uh, Mustangs. Is it any way like Lake Placid? Because I really love Lake Placid. I I actually remember so little about Lake Placid. I I, I remember two the words, poster for it. Betty White. Two other words, Oliver Platt. That's all you need. Um, they are not in this movie. Okay. Um, I don't even think the alligators are named Oliver or Betty. All right. Um, more or less, there is a Category 5 hurricane that is about to hit whatever area of Florida that this takes place in. Um, and they've been trying to reach, uh, there's two girls that, uh, at least at this point, have been kind of the central thrust of everything. Teenage and, girls, I assume. Um, I think. One, Young 20s. One of them's college age. I think one okay. of them's like late late teens. And they can't get a hold of their father. And um, Did you say a holt? A holt, yes. Okay. This is one of I'm sure. listen, I, I am from I am from Middle Tennessee. So occasionally occasionally that, that comes out. A holt. I gotta but I don't think out. after my twenty seven, twenty eight years of living here that I've ever heard anyone say a holt. I've heard it said, but not heard here. So this it why it jumped out at me. I I reckon so, James. <laughs> Lord Lord Willen and the Creek don't rise. I, I might could start to say that. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, maybe over yonder, not, not right sure. So. <laughs> but I've seen it on TV. Anyway, continue. Um, they can't find their father, and uh, he is— a, Has he been eaten? Uh, not not yeah. at this point. Okay. Um, and uh, he, is, he is recently divorced. Um, he had moved out of the house that, like, they'd have for a number of years with his wife and his two girls. And uh, whenever she goes to the house that he is currently, like, residing in, um, he's nowhere to be found. 
So she thinks maybe he's at the other house trying to move some stuff out. Mm-hmm. Gets there, finds a cell phone, like finds a lot of stuff. It like, sounds like a mystery. There. It's well, I mean, it's about a you know fifteen minute mystery. Oh, okay. Like not 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 one one that gets solved pretty quickly. He got eaten. She starts hearing like chomping, like a like a radio maybe or something like, and it's coming from underneath the house. So say it, say it like you should. See. It's coming from underneath, underneath. the house. Um, so she go, did he get eaten? So did she goes eaten? down there. Is he going to get eaten? Um, she she keeps looking and looking. He did not wait, get eaten. Wait, okay, so there are two girls. Which she is this? The ex-wife or one of the girls? The, one of the girls, his daughters. Okay. As, as because when you say she, I can't tell which daughter you're talking about. For for all intents and purposes, for the rest of the movie, there's two characters, the daughter and the dad. Like, okay. this thing was shot, I think, for around $12 million. Oh. And at least an hour and, I don't know, 10 minutes, maybe, maybe just an hour, takes place underneath the house so like it 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 barely takes place outside of one room like dare i say it's a courtroom drama where they're in the one room but without the courtroom as as it turns out one of the alligators is a judge and they have a farce no that's no it is it is not a courtroom (laughs) drama. hilarious um judge reinhold anyway um, she finally finds her father and he is underneath the house yes he has been bitten pretty severely um, he's lost a lot of blood, and at this point, he's unconscious. Is he just a torso? Um, no, no. Like I said, it's just a really deep bite in the the, the shoulder. Well, you see, they can't see what you're doing. Well, I know. Well, <laughs> this was for you. This was for you. Torso, deep bite, right, right where I'm pointing. I right would... <laughs> where I'm pointing. I want to hear that he's just a torso, kind of like the Black Knight in Monty Python. No, no. This also does not tie into that universe. Okay. All right. Um, and uh, he's unconscious. She does not yet realize that there are alligators underneath the uh, house. House underneath the house. So she starts pulling him on it, like tries to grab him initially. Uh, he's he's like a bit too heavy for her to do that. So she gets a tarp and starts dragging him. Uh, eventually, she gets him to to regain consciousness, and there is a brilliant jump scare uh, in there right before he regains consciousness. And and the gators apparently are in jump scare mode. Oh, because every time one of them, like the, whoever whoever directed this, was just like, we are going to jump scare people to death here. And my wife has a habit of grabbing my arm as hard as she can when she gets a jump scare to the point that I think after the third or fourth one, I go, "You're actually scaring me more than the film itself is." Um, she, she still kept doing it. So it, it, it didn't really stop or affect anything, but, um, it, what makes it look, um, do you remember the scene in uh, clash of the Titans when he's fighting Medusa? Yes. All right. It reminds me a lot of that for the better part of the movie. Wait a minute. Did you say it cost 12 million to make it? I think roughly, I think they said it, it was about $12 million to make it. Well, it's already made almost seventeen million. So right, yeah. Well, I mean, the uh, Sam Raimi is one of the producers on it, uh, who uh, of note directed the first three Spider-Man films that starred Tobey Maguire. But before that, this guy did uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and Army of Darkness. Uh, Army of Darkness is a bit higher budget, but the first two Evil Dead movies are basically awesome. Well, they're and they're they're masterclasses in shooting cheap horror. Like 
And for if you'll go back and like look at what these movies were made for, like as far as like the budget, it's it's ridiculous. Like it is absolutely ridiculous. Um, so seeing that this guy is doing like that that as far as a producer, like I think he's finding talent. And instead of having to come together, because I mean they're I want to say when he did Evil Dead, like they were going to like dentist's office mm-hmm. and saying, hey, do you want to invest in our movie? Like instead, as a producer, I think he's finding that talent kind of similar to him and just being like, OK, you've got an eye for this kind of thing, because I think they had done like uh, the remake of Hills Have Eyes and they had done another horror film. But basically, that's what he's doing now. He is seeking out like talent that was in a position similar to his and he's just basically going, okay, um, listen, here's $12 million. Like, you don't have to deal with $50,000, but let's see what you can do with this. And usually it'll give him a pretty solid premise. Like in this one, it's really nasty alligators want to eat you. Now, are they regular sized or is there like a monstrously large or just, um, they're just angry alligators? I I've really never seen one up close, but they look to be about average size. You've never size. been to a zoo? Well, I ha- but like, I mean, I've seen one from far. I, I I haven't like laid down next to one. Like you I haven't, haven't really one? good. What? No, I, oh. I I should. That that seems like it would be fun. Yes. So I just read a headline that went a little something like this: "Crawl, not based on a true story, but alligators during storms in Florida, a real issue." I'm I'm betting that's probably where the premise for this film like may have come up. Like essentially, it was, uh, "Hey, look at that! That's a thing during flooding." And whenever they actually like, you know, kind of put to it, they're like, "All right, well, if we do it realistically, that's boring. Here's what we need to do." And like, they just kind of took it to the extreme. Like, there's a lot of stuff. Like at one point, like the house starts like flooding and by like, I don't mean the basement fills up with water. I mean, it's holding water like it's a tank hmm. at sea world. Like the gator is like, <laughs> swimming, like in the house, like, like it, just so it, in the house, there's just one there. Well, there's it one, but then like in the outside, it looks like there's probably five or six. And whenever they try to go to like one of the drain pipes, there's like eggs that are there. So like there's even baby, like, it it seems like there's the amount of gators that they need for that particular. It, it's plot convenience gators. Like mm-hmm. whenever they're down there and like they don't need there to be 30 of them. There's not 30 of them. There's just one. Mm-hmm. Eventually there's two when they need to up the ante. Whenever the police come, like when they realize somebody's in that house and they want to help them. Then there's more of them so that they can take out all of them. When they they find looters and they're just like, oh, those looters over there, they can help us. Hey, looters, help us. We're stuck underneath there. Then there's however many gators need. Whatever the amount of gator that needs to be there in PCGs. order to kill those Plot humans. convenience gators, yes. PCGs. I remember, just because it painted such a picture, so I'm not surprised why they made this talking picture. There was some storm somewhere... You know, it wasn't the Caribbean, but it was um, a place where there there were not many people who lived in something better than a shack, and there were not a lot of communications either. And I just remember reading the story that after the storm had passed, you know, then they go and find who's alive and who isn't. But it took so long that the greater concern became the gators or crocodiles or both 
were chasing down the live people and they were eating the corpses because it, they couldn't get to the people who had been killed in the storm. And that was maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago. And I thought, wow, that is horrific. And then the movie side of me thought, wow, that'd be a really good movie. But terrible to happen to you. That would be a good movie. I hope that never happens. I feel very bad for those people. That's a good movie. So this reminds me of that. I, I, again, like it was enough that I think you could have got the, the plot of this off a headline mm -hmm. uh, of something. Right. Which – I really wouldn't be surprised if that was like I didn't research it that far into it, but it really sounds like one of the like you know uh, man man like buries you know thirty people well, for underneath. Instance, right now, I, I saw it. I guess yesterday morning because again we're recording on a Sunday night, and the storm Ben was the one being watched. So somebody got a picture last Thursday or Friday as Ben was approaching, and there were sharks that had come up to the pier at Okaloosa or Oxaloosa. It's off of Fort Walton Beach, and there's a pier on the island. And they were just circling around the pier, and they normally would not have been there, and they certainly wouldn't have been there in such numbers. And there's a great picture that some, you know, regular person just took, and it's like the shark going, hi. <laughs> I found it amusing. Yeah, but it's, it's unusual that they would have been there and hanging out there, and it was because of the storm that they were coming in closer to land. Is my point. Yeah, immediately upon seeing that, like that headline saying shark poses for him, just like, guys, that's a trap. He's <laughs> It's a trap. Like he knows he knows you've seen Jaws. He thinks you're scared of yeah. him. He's just luring you in. He's like, I'm a friendly shark. That's, that's, right. that's all. Just, yeah, I'm just, just like a friendly Nemo. shark. Fish are friends, not food. I'm just and hey, like, my name's and like, Bruce. What's yours? And like the other ones behind him, go on, do it, do it, do it. Let's pretend we're dolphins. Whoa, we're going to waves. Anyway, we assumed that the sharks were talking to each other. But yeah, I can see how just off of that headline, we could write a movie in about 10 minutes. Which, I mean, honestly, for the amount of dialogue and the kind of dialogue you have in this movie, I wouldn't be surprised if it was written mm -hmm. in maybe not 10 minutes. I'll give them 15. Okay. So, the are there any actual reptiles at all? Um, I don't think so there might have been some like uh practical effects like on set like if they just needed like the gator to like open its mouth mm -hmm. and show its teeth but for the most part i th these are like cgi gate like i don't think they they did the the stock footage like in the tarzan movies no fighting 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 Ooh, fighting fighting um I, I don't think any real gators were harmed during the filming of this because they're doing a lot of things like, and again, I'm not a gator expert, so somebody, if you watch this and you, you want to correct me, fine. But the, these gators seem to, again, plot convenience. Like, if they need to move really quickly, they can do it then. If they need to be moving more slowly to up the tension, they can do that then. Dare I say they crawl? Um, at points, yes. Yes, they do. They're not They're not up on their, their back legs oh. at any point, which... Would have been a very different kind of movie. I know, with with a top hat and cane. That that is a movie that I would have <laughs> tried to get us to see. I would have argued for that. And I'll be like, why don't we watch a top hat gator? Like, <laughs> top hat. I hear he, he like him in Michigan, J. Yes, Frog. That's exactly what I was thinking. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. <laughs> see, that's that is the crawl I would like to see. Crawl to stardom or or just something to that effect. I I, I don't know, but yeah, I. I do want to see that one. As yes. it was, 
Crawl was a an adequate <laughs> horror film. So Crawl would have been adequate to have stumbled upon it without having to pay extra to see it. It feels like one of those movies you like if you had like a, a pay cable channel, like a premium cable channel, and it just happened to be yeah. showing it at like you know Sunday at two p.m. Like maybe you watch it, but you like kind of tired. Yeah, you didn't really have to pay attention, but you just had a big sandwich and you're laying there. Or like, like if if, if Sharknado had have had greater production values, like if you like that movie, like Sharknado is intentionally like cheesy. Mm-hmm. With this one, like the production values a little bit more, but like I'm gonna go ahead and say like at best they're they're doing what four or five million. For those Sharknado movies. This one is a, a, a theatrically released film. Granted, it's not got, you know, a $100 million budget, but it does look like they spent some on this film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, again, most of your, your dialogue is also, Dad! Come on! Behind you! Like, that's, I mean, that's most of the... And like I said, it's serviceable in, in doing what it needed to do. Um, I, can just, I can see the table read. Behind you! I'd be like, no, 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 no. Emphasis on the, let's try that again. Be behind you. Yeah. It, so, I mean, it's, like I said, it it isn't going to light the world on fire. Like, I don't think, like, Avatar or Avengers are in any danger of being toppled. Or any movie we would like. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's going to make a tidy profit for the people yes. that, the, the producers and the production amusing, company. Um, I, I don't, I, I didn't feel sequel whenever it finished. But, again, if anything makes enough money... They'll, make more. they'll find a way to make a sequel. Son of Crawl. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wrath of Crawl. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think you got yes, there Wrath of Crawl. Wrath of Crawl. But except okay. I don't think the Gator's name is, no one refers to him as, it's not like Jason Voorhees is the, you know, the main uh, antagonist in Crawl? Friday the 13th. Oh. Crawl is not, none of the Gators, they're not like, Dad, it's Crawl! Crawl's behind you! Like, no... <laughs> No one identifies him as Crawl. Like, and there's, you know, 17 of these, like, different games. I don't know. Maybe there's only three, and they're really fast and moving in different places all the time. I think if you and I had seen this movie, it would have been a much different and funnier experience for us Mo- both. That, that's, but that is also, like, trips to the grocery store are funnier, <laughs> like, and generally more amusing if we run into a, each other there. Yes, uh, without children in particular. You're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested, brought to you by the Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. We're high atop the podcast center. Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens reviewing not one, but two movies, fresh, out the box. Okay, yesterday's in that fresh, but not about two weeks. Yesterday, I enjoyed it. So I'm going to say first, I like the movie. Do you have to run and see it in a theater? No, I just saw it because it was Tuesday and it was five bucks. And I wanted to see a movie and not make dinner and feed my children only popcorn because it's technically a vegetable. So I think you're a, a lot of those statements are our statements technically true. Yes. And because yesterday had been out a couple of weeks, I think there were eight people. Now, not your older lady friend right. who likes to watch movies with you Sunday mornings. I listen. Friend is <laughs> I think I feel like you're pushing it. She was not there. They're more like person in the same zip code (laughs) as me. So this is what happens on yesterday. You've got this guy. uh, Oh, it takes place in England. You got this guy and he's an okay singer 
and he writes all his own stuff, and he's doing all these gigs, and he's not 20, but he's just he's just not making it. And so after his last gig that wasn't what it, he thought it should be, he's like uh, to his manager, who has been a friend since high school, he's like, I'm just not going to do this anymore. I'm just, I'm just done. And so they have an argument, and he says, let me out of the car. So, of course, he gets out of the car with his guitar, and then you see the special effect. You see all the lights go out, and then there's – you see all the lights going out over the world, and then all the lights come back on. In that time – There was a lightning bolt from a wizard? No. No. In that time, things – the world was changed. My The only problem my daughters had with this movie is they wanted to know – Was it Thanos? What happened? Why did this happen? Is it going to happen again? And they wanted closure as to this effect, but it was just, it was just the MacGuffin. There are a lot of films that it's best, it like, if, okay, uh, the the movie Big Mm -hmm. with Tom Hanks, like, he's not like the, like the, the result of like some kind of like scientific breakthrough. It's a Zoltar machine. It happened. I, like, I mean, it just, if, if, if you can't get past that, like that he goes to like, what is it? A carnival? It's, mm-hmm. it's like a, a seaside carnival and he makes a wish to a machine. Like basically, like if you can't accept that, like the rest of the movie doesn't work for you, but you, you have to have, when you have a premise like that, that like, and I, I spoilers, that can't happen, people. Okay. Like, you can't, that we know of. you can't wish yourself young. Like, you have to just kind of accept that fact and move on so that Tom can't, Tom Hanks can act like he's an adolescent boy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's worth it if you'll just accept that fact. And much the same way when I saw yesterday, like, I wasn't expecting that, like, you saw it. No, I, I'm saying when I saw the like the oh, preview, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, when I saw the preview, I wasn't just like someone's went back in time and erased the Beatles, but somehow someone stepped outside of the space time continuum so that the effect of the paradox has not. A t- that's yeah, not. It's not that kind of movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It is like, a quiet movie, um, but I'm not talking stuffy quiet. There are so many lovely moments especially for a Beatles fan such as I. First of all, uh, the guy singing, I should look up his name. Feel free to do that. You'll say you have 1% on your phone. I don't want to reach mine right yet. Anyway, if that was him singing, I assume, great job. Ed Sheeran plays himself. And uh, so, and Ed Sheeran does a perfectly fine job. He does a good Ed Sheeran. I, I wonder what it's like to play yourself mm-hmm. in a movie like it is it a, is it like a a being John Malkovich situation where like no, like I'm going to go never that. I'm going to go ahead and assume that like that's not what John Malkovich is really like like mm. like are, are are you generally playing like a kind of a hyperbolic version of yourself like okay when uh, the rock appeared as himself in like fighting with the family Mm-hmm. Is Dwayne Johnson really like that? Or was he just like, okay, I'm going to have to put on like show Dwayne Johnson. Right. Like, I So, you know, was Ed Sheeran, was he actually like that? Uh, it, it, I Again, I haven't hung out mm. with the guy, so I don't know. Okay. Um, so far, the film has made over $80 million worldwide 
And does it say what it costs to make? If it does, I don't see it. Uh, I doubt it costs... Well, it costs to get the Beatles. That's what, that, that's I was, what it costs. If you had a, if you had have said the number like fifty million dollars, I was like forty eight million of which yes. went to the Beatles catalog. Yes, that's. Does Michael Jackson's estate still own that? Probably. Uh, I remember being so outraged that the Beatles didn't own their own stuff. Anyway, so here's the deal: uh, the guy, the lead guy, who apparently I still didn't look up. The first, the first moment he says something to his manager because he got hit by a bus, kind of sorta, and he's like, he makes a comment when she leaves the room of the hospital, saying, "But will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64?" And her response was, "Why 64?" He's like, "Because nobody I mean, says, the, nobody says that it's because Paul, Paul McCartney." Then later, uh, after he's gotten a little better, uh, he goes and hangs out with his friends, and they say, oh, um, play a song. And he's like, okay, because they gave him a new guitar. His guitar had gotten uh, messed up in the accident. And let me guess, it's yesterday. It is. Okay. And one of the the girls is just like sobbing, and the funny thing is, almost all of them say, that's the most incredible song I've ever heard. And then someone else goes, it's all right, I guess, which is funny. And so there are little moments like that. And then he starts to realize that his friends are not pulling his leg. Are we just moving past the fact that they were yesterday, probably one of the most like redone, like reimagined, like how many people have covered yesterday and probably come together at -hmm. this point? Like a million gajillion for them to just go. That's all right. There were lovely moments like that. And I'm going to say there are spoilers ahead just because this is such a small movie and it was so lovely. It's not – I'm just going to tell you because I'm just going to tell you. I know you're going to see it when it streams. You're not going to go to the theater because it's almost out of the theater anyway. I can feel it. So – and the throat noises again. Very irritating on my part. So you have all this stuff happening and it dawns on him for real – his friends aren't making this up. He gets on the computer and he starts Googling the Beatles and all his, you know, bugs pop up. And there are a few other things he Googles as well. I don't recall. He goes to a restaurant. He asks for a Coke. They've never heard of that. He only gets Pepsi because Coke wasn't created. And he begins to think, huh, I wonder what else happened. So he just happened to be somewhere and he starts doing Beatles songs. So much so that he is trying to recall all of the Beatles catalog, which he's, I would say I'm familiar with the Beatles catalog, but if you said to me, now remember every single chord and word of every song they ever did, I would have to kind of really work at that, you know? Well, I mean, not for nothing. They they had several, I mean, okay, you've got their, their greatest hits, like mm-hmm. uh, the most recent one, like Beatles uh, Ones. Mm-hmm. Like it's got, what, 21... Like and tracks that doesn't on even touch. Yeah, and I'm saying like you're you're if you were to just take like one song off of each of their albums, mm-hmm. you're still going to have like a decent like amount of songs. There's another lovely moment. Um, he he is Indian and his parents. So he's Indian. It's in Great Britain. So he's got the British accent, but his parents are, I assume, Indian accented and very. Um, What's the word I want to say? Traditional. And he's on his way out to play his music, as they say. And they say, oh, play us one of your songs. And he starts to play Let It Be. 
and is interrupted by his parents, by the neighbor. And at one point, he just goes off on them. This is the first time in the universe that anyone is going to hear one of the greatest songs of all time. And then somebody's phone rings. It's, it's lovely, really, those moments are. Especially like when the, 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 the revered like way that these songs are looked upon by us that have like the, the connection to like who played them, who wrote them, like when they were played, mm-hmm. when they were released. But if you lose all of that, like it's like if, if you've never seen the movie Scarface and I look at you and say, say hello to my little friend. And you're mm-hmm. like, huh? Exactly. Where where is your little friend? Like, is it? Do you what 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 does that mean? Okay, um, uh, the the guy who who plays it he he did sing it, and his name is it's either Himish or Himish or Himish. Uh, his last name is Patel. There you go. Uh, but he did sing it. It's a good story. Yeah. So and he was born in 1990. Now you feel old. That, that does feel strange. When Doesn't you can, it? When you can vividly remember what you were doing when a person mm-hmm. was born. Yeah. So you have all these lovely little moments. Clearly his friend from high school loves him and he's clueless. And Ed Sheeran stumbles upon finding, I guess he just is in a club or something. And Ed Sheeran says, hey, I need someone to open for me. Come on tour. Like what? So because of Ed Sheeran, he's on tour and there's all this interaction. Who plays Ed Sheeran's manager? <gasps> Katie McKinnon, comedy gold, right there. I think especially like actors like that are like they thrive mm-hmm. in ro- like because I'm betting it's not a bit part, but oh, it's, no. it's not it's not a co lead either. No, and like if you will give an in this case an actress like that, if you will give them like just you know give them three minutes of time mm-hmm. here, two minutes of time there, maybe maybe ten, like at the very end of it. Like they'll 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 chew every inch of scenery that mm-hmm. like they just they will spin gold like from that yarn right there. It was there. it was lovely. She was uh, clearly the the money hungry agent that was guiding Ed Sheeran and you know counting her money and all that stuff and was ready to count her money with um, the other guy whose name I, I forgot in the show. So you have all this happening and so on and so forth, and just a lot of really great little moments. The two most interesting way they played it is some people started showing up that the camera was showing us were important, but we didn't know why. And then they started showing up holding yellow submarines. And so he finally meets with this man and this woman, and... They just met because they wanted to say thank you, because they remembered everything he did. And they never got to hear the songs because his albums and CDs had disappeared as well. So that was just a lovely, lovely moment there. But have you ever seen the TV show Once Upon a Time? Uh, the uh, It's got like the... Yes, the ba- fairy tale fairy stuff. Tale. And I've seen a little bit. A little of bit. It. So, yeah. th- are you familiar with the actor who plays Rumpelstiltskin? Um, I, I have or not met them personally. From the movie, right? I know. I know what from you mean. The, I know what so you, you meant. Do you, but I want, I want you to picture him. Okay. I'm, all right. I've got a. I've got a, a, a decent okay. like middle. Make his hair a little longer and put round glasses on him. And that is the lovely surprise that the fans have given him because even though the Beatles didn't become the Beatles. The Beatles, as separate people, 
lived. And so, therefore, John Lennon was alive. And he, so, just, he wasn't a beetle yes. in this universe. And so this guy goes to meet him, and there were just all these great Easter eggs all around the house. The boat that they sat on was named Imagine. It was just a lot of beautiful If, if you're a things. fan of the Beatles, it, mm-hmm. it, it, they've got little Easter eggs like yes. throughout the film. And I think they added, yeah, they added a little to the, the actor's nose, but my word— to it play, really, and it, it was like, I know he didn't make a movie, but it was extraordinary, and it was lovely. And uh, the fact that um, the guy got to talk to and hug John Lennon, who thought he was very weird, it was like he got to say stuff to John Lennon that those of us wished we could have said as well, because it was so great to see him alive. So you have that going on. So because that's what this, I'm saying. he never, like, starts protesting. Right. Like, he never ends up getting... Yeah, yeah. It's just a lovely little movie. And uh, I know I told you some stuff. I'm not going to tell you how it is resolved. But I will tell you, it was not resolved by saying how the whole thing happened. How the whole... How the Beatles got erased... Well, we I, don't get that. And that's the only part that bothered my children because they wanted the explanation. A, a film like this, which is largely a comedy, I'm yes. guessing, right? Yes. Your, your central rule of thumb is comedy needs to be short. If you can name me a three-hour comedy, A, a name me a three-hour comedy. B, name me a comedy that goes over two, two and a half hours and works. Like mm-hmm. comedies are almost always an hour and a half, at max, they're two hours. Like, if you start devoting time to that and you give it a sufficient explanation, or even if you have to do like a prologue or a side story to explain that, that. you're adding 10, 15 minutes to your movie that is just, all it is is exposition. Mm -hmm. Unless you've got Christopher Lloyd there to do it for you, exposition just just grinds your story to a halt. So... Yesterday, I can't say it enough, and really, for me, the word to express it is a lovely movie, and it it did not annoy me to hear slightly different arrangements of some of the Beatles songs, not all of them, but as I'm, I was really hardcore Beatles, much like you knew a little bit about the characters from the DC and Marvel universe. I could have told you when yeah. Paul McCartney was breathing on what day in what year in the early 60s. So it was it was just nice. And the music was fantastic, of course, but it wasn't an irritating cover of anything. It was just nice. And by the way, the house that Katie McKinnon lives in is called the Wave House. It does exist exists it i think it's in la somewhere in california you got to look this house up it's extraordinary because the house itself looks like a horizontal wave and they have a lot of scenes in the house and it's stunning what it sounds like to me the way you're described like with your 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 beetle fandom like going Mm -hmm. into this like the the way that somebody that has been very attached to like a book and sees an adaptation that they really feel like captures the spirit. Like, uh, say the way that, like, somebody who watched, like, the first Harry Potter mm-hmm. had went into it and just been like, 
Okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was seeing up there. That's the actor I would have put there. It's, I mean, it's not exactly a direct parallel, but it feels yeah. like, especially if you know plenty about the the Beatles, th- this is a film that's really going to satisfy satisfy you on multiple levels. Yes, it did, and I didn't even think about it. I figured, yes, he's going to go see a Beatle, and I figured it's going to be Paul or Ringo, and that it would actually be Paul or Ringo. I didn't even think in terms of the movie that it could have been John. And so that made it even more lovely. But as soon as I saw the artwork, I knew who it was because I know that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was, it was just delightful. And if you're not familiar with the music, it's a great way to become familiar with it. And there's much to be amused at. I would say, geez, 10 and up, easy. Though, honestly, like, how are you not aware of... I have had conversations with people who actually said to me, who are you talking about? Like, I don't know who they are. It feels like somebody walking into a department store on December 23rd and just being like, what's all this about? Like, exactly. what's the, the red and the, the, the white? What's that tree? Why, yeah. do you, why do you have pine trees in your store? Exactly. Uh, it's so, Christmas? When you get to see it, I would, say, I, I would say most all the kids are going to enjoy it. If there was language, it really didn't register. Maybe there was. There was... There's no nudity. There's no nobody blows up real good. It's just a lovely movie. So I enjoyed yesterday. Until they do the sequel today. I know. Followed by tomorrow. So that's it. Crawl and yesterday. And next week is The Lion King? I believe so. Next week. Which is oddly enough getting savage. Yes. What is it? A, a, A gloriously beautiful, soulless cash grab and i was like ow i don't that's probably what not what favreau was going for and yet maybe he was i don't know and yet what everyone is saying who doesn't like it saying oh it's gonna make tons and tons of dough oh i can't uh, the the lion king is a like that's one of the big if it's not the huge jewel in the center of the crown as far as their animated stuff goes like it's one of the big ones right beside the middle Mm -hmm. like this this is a movie that they have they have sequelized like they have merchandised like it I, I guarantee you there's still parts of like Disneyland and Disney World that are still like constantly like selling Lion King merchandise. Oh, there's I was looking at graphic tees in the department store called Belk Hakuna Matata. It, the original outline stuff, you know, it wasn't featuring the film coming up. It was like a a vintage Hakuna Matata and all that stuff. Well, funny enough, you you can probably sell some of your old merchandise that mm-hmm. has been sitting around for years. Like Hakuna Matata, what was it, 94, 95 when the original yeah. came out? So, like, it's not exactly, like, striking the iron hot right now. But mm-hmm. you release a new, like, and, and again, most of them also said there's... This is really just CGI. Like it's not it's not live action. None of those animals are they didn't that's that's not a real lion right there. Like one of the reviews I read said it is a technological game changing masterpiece. Yep. But at that, the that's cost the, that's, of the story. That's the caveat right there. All of them are just like, but it it w- w- but why? Like it, it's gorgeous, but it's hollow. And again, I I But if seen, it's the same movie, I mean it's the same story. So 
I I think it's also fun to take shots at like okay uh, yeah it's because yeah Disney Disney has released uh, Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. and done fantastic with it this year Aladdin is is almost at a billion dollars worldwide um, it's it's doing ridiculously well um, Captain Marvel did a billion dollars mm-hmm. like I'm just saying like Disney right now like. They're even even the okay like Dumbo like that did not do the business that they wanted I think still made three hundred and forty million dollars worldwide and that's that's one that they're disappointed with mm-hmm. so let, let let's say that maybe some of that is them just wanting to kind of like they, maybe they want to shove Disney off the pedal so I haven't seen the movie maybe it is soulless and we're and we're both totally going to see the movie so. but it's a whole lot easier to like throw rocks at at Disney in this position cuz i mean like i said they're they're kind of firing on all thrusters like mm-hmm. they they own Star Wars, they own Marvel, they own their back catalog like they just purchased Fox like so the the alien movies are now theirs, Die Hard is now theirs like Disney they maybe i think everybody's just feeling they're just like they've got it too good <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take it down, man. We're gonna convince maybe three people not to go see this thing. That's gonna make up. It's only gonna make one point two billion. Disney, eat it, eat it. Ha! It's not one point seven billion. Yeah, that's probably. And what Disney's will like, right, right. Hold on, I, I lost count. I lost money, count of those money. hundreds again. Hold on, let me start over. One. So that is the next big one coming yep. out that I am aware of. And then I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the. Oh, I can't wait. Very, it, I want to say it's the weekend after. And Jen is right next to me going, I totally want to see that. And I said, but they're not showing all the blood spurting. Uh, I said, you just don't understand. It, it's a Tarantino. I, I it looks have, really good. I have Now, to be fair, she's not wrong. It's Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino is probably one of the greatest living directors. Like, yeah. n- n- current, like I, I, I don't want to, you know what, I'll even say it. Like, probably top ten of all time. Like, so living, having- dead... I'm having that conversation in my head. Hmm. I wonder, can they handle Karen? Maybe they can handle um, A Dust Till Dawn. Maybe they can handle that one. It's got Clooney. I would, I would argue that they need to wait. Like, <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw, I think, Pulp Fiction when I was 15. And I still don't think, like, I fully appreciated it then. I think I was around, I want to say it was, like, probably Jackie Brown was the first one that I was like, okay. I, I get with this guy, and I when I re- rewatched like Reservoir Dogs and mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction and all that, I, I understood them better. But I don't think I was even ready for Pulp Fiction when I saw it. And I want to say it was I was either fourteen or fifteen when I saw it. I knew that I liked parts of it, but like I was also used to like you know movies like you know Armageddon or Godzilla or mm-hmm. Men in Black. Like I I I ate the popcorn up. Yeah, and it was this was before like I w- this was when I watched movies, not films. <laughs> and eventually, <laughs> I did get to the point. And I and Quentin Tarantino is one of those people that convinced me. Oh, film does have something different to offer. We don't we don't have to blow stuff up real good. Like I, if you would have Sometimes. asked me at a certain point in my life, I probably would have told you Michael Bay is an exceptional director. I'm sure you did. Anyway, that's what's coming up. Thank you so much for listening. Crawl, it's fine. Uh, yesterday, it's lovely. Do you need to see either in the theater? Eh, probably not. I mean, if you again, I, I think like you, you would say, what, it was a Tuesday? Yeah, a $5 I went because it was the $5 Tuesday. Both of them, I think, are sufficient $5 movies. Mm-hmm. 
But like, I, I wouldn't, I, I'd say anything more than that is probably out of line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Don't, don't avoid them at all costs, but like, you know. Don't, oh yeah, see yesterday. Don't, don't but, drop what you're doing to run to the theater immediately. And I will say about yesterday, it would be perfectly lovely to see it again. It's just, it just it's a nice movie and I, there aren't a lot of just nice movies out. It's just a nice movie. And I mean well, that in the most complimentary way. It's a nice movie. It, more and more, and I think you and I have talked about this, like you almost have to be a blockbuster mm-hmm. to go to the theater. Like a smaller movie, like Netflix can put you on if it's just two people talking now. Like what? Two people talking? But are they Why talking Are they movie? talking about the spaceship that just blew up? No, there's not a spaceship. Oh, what? Why not? Well, it's in 1942 in Germany. And they're like, oh. One of those. One of those. Anyway. We'll see more movies and tell you about them. Thank you so very much for listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.